time of avaricious men Lost in their lust for power, baby Here they come again They wave the flag and smile To distract us from the truth But we pay like hell for the lies they tell The thieves are on the loose Don't go along with that Land of the free Pass away, we give away our liberty Yes, indeed, and hi again, everybody a short and impromptu video contemplating something. I, I watch the news occasionally online, and you know these UFO hearings are going on. Very trivialized, all of this. I think back to a little more than a year ago when I was on with uh, Clayton Morris for our second interview on Redacted. And during that, we spoke about the uh, photographs that Andrew and I had discovered in an archive in Moab, Utah. Historically unprecedented, never before seen photos of an interaction between a top secret stealth plane and a UFO from the Billy Meyer case, taken by Lieutenant Colonel Wendell Stevens in 1981, actually about seven, eight, nine. I don't know. I can never get it straight. I think there's nine photos altogether. So I'll show you a little clip here from that interview with Clayton. Let's talk about UFOs and UAPs now. I'm still sticking by calling them UFOs, by the way. And we could be hitting some interesting deadlines where we may get some interesting information from the House of Representatives, the United States government, on UFOs. Uh, our next guest is uh, Michael Horn. He's a lead UFO investigator. He's the U.S. media representative, Bill, Billy Meyer Contacts. And you were just contacted, Michael, by a U.S. House Intelligence Committee to help them to turn over evidence of photos that you have of UFOs specifically. I want you to tell our audience, uh, first of all, what these photos show. We'll put them up here on the screen. And why do you think that they wanted to see these photos, the government? Thanks, Clayton. Um, these photos are historically unprecedented. The Prior to our finding and revealing them, they had never before been seen. And what they show is an interaction in nine photos. I originally thought there were only five and four duplicates, but they're nine photos of a then top secret stealth interacting with one of the UFOs connected to the Billy Meyer case. And, I, and, the, uh, and the person that, yeah, and it's very important because these photos are amazing. And they took place before digital cameras. This was, in, I think, in the early 1980s, if I'm not mistaken, correct? On the date? 1981. 1981. Exactly. And they were taken by... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. So these were... The, I'm just excited about this. It's a fascinating story. And the, how, the fact that the House Intelligence Committee reaches out to you for these, um, these photos. Now, the reason for that was that during that interview and the Around that time, I had been in correspondence just prior to that with the people of specifically one woman named Amy Munch, a national security advisor to the subcommittee that was being chaired by Representative Andre Carson from Indiana. The reason I had these conversations was I'd been contacted back. I'd left a message 
requested that I send the photos into the committee. And I thought there was a prospect of these actually being seen and reported officially since hearings were going on. I was quickly disabused of that delusion when the uh, photographs remained, well, un <laughs> unshown. What's the best way to put it? Censored, suppressed. And hence, uh, a bit of the disappointment. I had also predicted to Clayton that this would be you know, a cover-up. Nothing would come of these hearings. Nothing did. Now the new round of hearings is going on. And I've titled this, What Do You Expect When You Play Another Man's Game? Representative Burchett comes out as a, comes across as a nice person, sincere guy. And Representative Luna, maybe a, a kind of ambitious person that doesn't really know a lot, but is going to play this one out for as much as, as possible. Well, let's watch a little bit of a news conference in which Representative Burchett and Representative Luna were talking about their frustration with the uh, Air Force or the generals, the intelligence community. This is what they're trying to cover up. Okay, well, and what Representative Luna and I experienced was um, uh, our colleague Matt Gates was contacted by some folks that said that some people would like to talk about some information, some things they'd seen. And we, um, we contacted the Air Force and we flew. We were told we were going to be briefed on this issue, the UFO, UAP. I like UFO. And um, we got down there and it was the traditional skiff, James Bond stuff. You leave your phone, your Fitbit, we go in. And the synopsis had nothing to do. It was some pretty pretty big, important stuff, but it was not to, anything to do with the UFO, and we stopped the thing rightfully right in the middle of it and said, hey, this is not what you all told us we were coming down here for. And they basically told us, we're not going to give it to you. The, the arrogance of this general was beyond belief. The this Pentagon, this is Department of the Air Force. It was the commanding... Oh, uh, yeah, of course. It was the commanding uh, general of Eglin Air Force Base. And ultimately, even before we got down there, the Pentagon actually tried to cancel the field hearing. And also, it's important to note that these were whistleblowers. These were pilots that had come forward to Representative Gates' office with information saying this needs to be investigated. We have an increase in sightings in this region. And it's a cause for concern for national security reasons. We don't know what it is. So we went down there. We were stonewalled. They would not give us access to testimony from some of the pilots. They were hiding images and information. We were told there was pictures available, which we still haven't seen. And ultimately what ended up happening is we had to actually call House Armed Services. Chairman Rogers got involved. The Pentagon got involved. The Department of the Air Force got involved. Um, we actually got into uh, an argument with the general of that base. And I just it's important to note that we were there simply to follow up on the whistleblowers that came forward with information. And so if the Department of the Air Force, if the Pentagon thinks that they're above Congress, they have something else coming to them. We told them we were going to do this if they continue to hide information. And ultimately, the American people deserve the facts. And also, I'd like to make, for the record, numerous pilots have told us, and I'm sure they've told Representative Luna, that the... Um, when, when they come forward with this, they're supposed to be provided some sort of whistleblower protection, but they're not. They, they'll, they'll, the, um, the brass will tell you they're debriefed. Well, they're interrogated for eight hours, I believe, at some point. Then they have a blemish on the record, and then uh, they carry this stigma. And we were, we've been actually told that they will destroy 
um, video evidence because they don't want to have to go back in and have to be pulled off the flight line for and be interrogated for eight hours. Now, considering that neither of these two representatives knows anything of significance, as is the case for virtually everybody in government, except those who might indeed know about the Meyer context and work very, very hard to keep them concealed, suppressed, censored, so that the public doesn't find out about it. Well, these folks are caught up in the same kind of circus, the same kind of mouse in a maze game that all the other committees are caught up in. They're not going to go anywhere. They're going to express their disappointment and their outrage and their demands, but they're no match for the intelligence community, which doesn't need to be all that brilliant to deal with these kinds of limp and impotent protests and approaches from our government people. It's too bad, but it is the way it is. It's not going to change. Once they get into these hearing things, you can know how it's going to turn out. One way or the other, it's going to be bogus. Okay. So I sent emails to both through their uh, official websites. I spoke with people on the phone, and I couldn't really mail through on their standard forms. So I got email addresses for people so that I could mail these two representatives. And I'll show you a couple images here. So you can see that um, I wrote a nice lengthy email for Representative Luna. There was no response, of course. I had sent a follow-up email. There was no response to that. Representative Burchett, as you can see, as I've mentioned before, had given a thumbs up to one of my comments online on Twitter about the whole stealth photographs and the cover-up of that, the censorship. He also had made a comment of his own. This was unredacted recently. Apparently he and or anybody else at least got it right about having no particular uh, respect for the intelligence for the most part of the, of the American public, I'm sorry. Imagine letting people play you like this. So these two representatives, they're just going to make the usual kind of noise. They won't acknowledge, because he, his office didn't acknowledge even receipt of my message to him. So why aren't I steamed about this? Why aren't we all frustrated? Because we know now, we've known for a while, what, what the outcome of, of much of this is going to be. And unfortunately, based on the track record of accuracy in the Meyer material, the prophecies and predictions, we also know pretty well what's coming and what's unstoppable in terms of world events, geopolitically, environmentally, in many ways. So the focus of then should go back to the truly important stuff, as we've tried here to get to that with our official representatives. And that means we go and we find our 
purpose, our direction, our support, our education in the creation energy teaching. Far more rewarding. It doesn't mean that I stop doing anything like this, any and every opportunity to come forward and put the information out because, you know, people come across blogs and videos and interviews. They just do in their own way. It's remarkable because, uh, you know, we are tamped down quite a bit online. And in terms of the social media, uh, I like to say I'm persona au gratin on Twitter and these kinds of things because they are populated almost exclusively by people who simply want to get some face time. They know nothing, nothing of significance. They don't want to know. They don't want to go farther. They basically feed off of the disinformation from the intelligence community. Now, a lot of people got very excited also recently about, oh, uh, you know, David Grush this and NHI, non-human intelligence. As our friend Kenneth Smith, who is a former vice president, director of operations, if I get it, getting it correctly, from memory of an organization, a company called Orbital at the time, and it's since been acquired by another company, has another name, but he had some rather significant responsibilities in the aerospace industry. And he commented in one of the blogs about Grush and this whole thing about, you know, artificial intelligence, NHI and all that stuff. You know, the discovery of these non-human beings, intelligences, figures, and correctly pointed out that they're simply androids. Well, let's take it a step further. All this fuss that's now being made over NHI. See, you go from UFO to UAP, which now takes you strictly into phenomena. Now you're not even thinking about actual objects. You're thinking of phenomena, which is what the wannabes love. They want to chase lights in the sky. And then you get to NHI, non-human intelligence. Well, folks, so many people, maybe many of you, have non-human intelligence sitting on your desks. You've got Alexa. You've got the, the chat. What is it? Chat, GP, whatever the heck it is. AI all over the place. Androids are not evil aliens that threaten us. They are the Roswell androids, for instance. That's a great example. And all the rest of this, the threat from AI is quite real, but it isn't coming from outer space. At least not yet. I mean, maybe if we screw things up really badly, somebody will come here to straighten it out, settle it down, clean house, and move on. That'd be unfortunate. But this whole NHI thing, this whole UAP thing, these hearings, because as you know, Tim Birch had said in that article there, it was quoted on Redacted, shown on Redacted. People are stupid. I'll take it a step farther in case he didn't say it. They're hopelessly, hopelessly stupid. And with the stresses and strains of everyday life, people seek entertainment. And they also seek some significance because more and more people feel a lack of significance in their lives. 
and certainly pretending to be UFO, UAP researchers, investigators, experts, and contactees, and all that stuff is another means of trying to get significance. None of those people know their ass from their elbow. They're not investigators, nothing. And so that sucks up the bandwidth. And that is, as I've said before, it's wonderful fodder for the intelligence communities that utilize, feed, manipulate, and capitalize on this kind of stupidity in our society. But imagine saying all that without getting absolutely nuts about it. It is what it is. Things have gone past the point of any return. But in the individual lives, in our personal relationships, in our circles of acquaintance, and you can join the circle of online acquaintance. We have monthly meetings that are held wherever you are. You can join those. And what we know now is that from the material that Billy Meyer keeps on transcribing and publishing, there is a very difficult future ahead. So to be among the survivors moment by moment for as long as one lives, as long as one can, to participate, to survive, to thrive, and to contribute to one's own evolution and upliftment, education, and that of those closest to us, that is at this time, and for some time to come, it will be far more important than worrying about UFOs, UAPs, and all that. There will be no shortage of this information. Uh, our government may be foolish enough, as Meyer has hinted, to start to attack any of the flying craft from the Earth foreigners, the people that live under the surface, whose craft have been seen, and you get the fuzzy videos of them all over. If that happens, then it, it doesn't bode well. Um, but we, we won't worry too much about it. We, we don't have that as an imminent problem. Who knows when this video comes out, what happens the next day. But we really would like to cultivate a nice, warmer and more friendly attitude, approach, and experience in life. Because when we open those books of Billy Myers, when we start to study, when we read and reread, we are brought to a place that I think very unique. Isn't that funny? People say very unique. It's not enough to be unique. The quality of communication and the specificity of language and meaning that Meyer utilizes and conveys It is that. It is unique. It is extremely worth looking into. So you'll see, you know, the, the ad for the bookstore and all of that. And this was a short show, if you want to call that, because it doesn't always have to be long. During the new year, when we're going to resume doing interviews, there are a number of people uh, that we will be having on, and because we have a a list of people we couldn't get to everybody i didn't want to push it for the last couple of weeks of this month and this year because i want to make sure that i've got a good connection with the intention of the guest and what they want to convey 
and not rush things. And there are a few things in the works that are also taking time. Presentations that I'm glad to be able to make uh, and a couple of film documentaries that are coming out that I'm in this coming year. I didn't produce them. To a couple of international productions on the Meyer material. So there's plenty coming our way. And um, I'm glad to have had this brief opportunity tonight. Hopefully, you'll have uh, maybe grasped it a little more, but satisfies yourself if you like me, like I have been frustrated in the past with this endless, silly circuitous kind of approach that uh, is just perfectly designed to do nothing of significance. But we have significant lives. Let's continue to live them. Let's be safe and serene and sane and salome. They can't explain how things have gotten bad. Drugs and crime are all the crime, so they hide behind the flag. They'll trash the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. There's nowhere to hide if they decide to kick in your door tonight. Don't go along with that. The land of the free, that's the way we give away our liberty. First will be the flag, then what you can eat and drink. Next will be your attitude. Before you know it, you're a number without a name. We're under attack, we better push back so we 